Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Talk Radio Countdown Show with Doug Steffen. Counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown. Now, seven minutes after the hour, this is the Talk Radio Countdown Show, going over the charts for the week of April the 11th to the 15th. Happy Easter, happy Passover, happy Ramadan. I'm not sure whether you say happy Ramadan to people. At any rate, it's uh, and Passover is pretty so sobering, solemn uh, event. It's, I think the most, uh, I'll, well, let me check with Michael Harrison. He follows all of that stuff more than I do, or at least I think he does. He knows more than I do about everything, because he's the master at the uh, Talkers Magazine helm is Michael Harrison, the editor and publisher, here to go through the story list and the people list for uh, this week. Uh, so, is it what it, isn't uh, uh, Easter? Is sort of it's it's serious and somber, or what leads up to it, and then it's happy time because well, of the know, resurrection. It's, 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 it certainly is those two elements uh, uh, attendant to Easter. But you bring up an interesting point that um, so many of the holidays that we celebrate are are based upon either tragedies or conflicts or um, rising up against obstacles. And we wars, have, religion, and right. the cause of war. It yeah, and, and death and, and, and yeah. suffering. And because we live in a, in, in a very modern society that tends to um, be run by the greeting card industry, um, we... <laughs> We That's trivialize, yeah, we, we trivialize, and put this, you know, veneer of of happiness and celebration, and buy a car, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Holidays, you know, Happy Black, Easter, buy a Black car. Friday, uh, yeah. and all that. So I've always found that to be an area, even when I was a kid. You know, happy attached to certain words that involved death and suffering. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's peculiar. Let's just say you've touched that upon one of the one of the, um, yeah, the quirks yeah. in our culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Want to do that the top very... stories? Uh, yeah, I just but um, you, <laughs> well, you're doing him. All that information going to swirl around in my head a little bit, and we'll, well it, 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 it's a very it's a very interesting thing. And and yeah. and and the the little quip that I threw at you about the greeting card industry running our society. Well, it's true. Well, I mean, come All on, the money is made. It's a big billion dollar business. Yeah. Look at that, Do you like you know. getting e cards? Do you are, are you still a holdout no. that you feel if somebody sends you an e card that it's a, a cop out? Um, yep. I think that is exactly what I think. What about you? 
I'm I'm not sh- I'm happy anybody remembers me, but but <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. It's hard to get angry at somebody. In advance, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've reached the. I'm not good at at dates, uh, no, anniversaries, birthdays. Yeah, right. So yeah. quite often, I'm always behind or derelict in the in the niceties of the holidays. Mm-hmm. So when people send me an e card, I <laughs> I hit like the thing it. reply and I go, "Thank you for the e card. Happy, yeah. you know, whatever to you." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. It's it's happy. It's. A, you know, it, getting together and understanding the history of the world religion. I remember as a religion minor at, in college, I was fascinated with religion, the study of religion, and it gave me a whole new lease on what it was all about. Because as you just said at the beginning of the conversation, pretty much was about war uh, and killing people. And if you don't believe in what we are telling you to believe in, uh, you might as well join those who are in the happy hunting ground already. Because uh, if you don't believe what we tell you to believe in, we're going to shoot you or kill you or do something. You know, that's what happened. That's what Columbus did when he came over uh, as a, the Queen Isabella gave him the money to come to the New World to convert people to Catholicism. It wasn't about exploring to find a new trade route. It was about converting people to Catholicism. Yeah. So, the, there, there, yeah. there is often a, a military or an ideologically aggressive reason for any sure. type of exploration. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Um, but um, happy Columbus Day, you know, happy Halloween, happy Passover, happy Easter, you know. Um, yeah, happy Columbus you know, Day. And it was a, it's, yeah. hey, you know, let me tell you, it's a complicated mess being a human being. It is. Uh, yep. I'll tell you, you know, when I signed up for this, I had no idea it was going to be this, this tricky really? a deal. You know? So are you ready uh, to resign? I don't want to resign. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this platform called life is it, it seems to be better than the alternative but um mm-hmm. my goodness it really is difficult being a human being and and dealing with all of the paradoxes the conundrums the the, the balancing act that we have to do on so many levels and that's one of the reasons i think that talk radio is such a marvelous medium to be involved in because it really gets to the core of what it is to be a human being. Uh, now, shall we do the top 10? I think that's an excellent idea. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> At number 10, we have space exploration has finally made it as a, as, a, as a topic more and more. I'm delighted by this because I've been saying this for years. I wish we talked more about it. I well, we are. Space well. exploration yeah, is right. a 10 climate change. Yeah. Excuse me? It's fascinating things we're seeing from yeah. the rest of the universe. Fascinating. What an, what an era we are heading oh, into. Fabulous. Uh, climate we don't screw change. ourselves and kill ourselves all before well, we get there. That's back to what we were saying before about being the paradox of being a human being. I mean, mm-hmm. we are capable of such fabulous stuff at the same time we're you know, dealing with, hey, they blow up a warship. Roots. Hey, they're going to retaliate. Yeah. Hey. Well, everybody was happy they blew up the warship, except for well, the Russians. Ha- those on our side of the uh, spectrum yeah. are happy. Yeah. I'm sure in Russia they're saying that they were attacked by those terrible Ukrainians. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, which also makes you wonder, you know, I, I mean, if a, if a nation as mighty and as large and populous as Russia can have such widespread ignorance and fake news, 
It just goes to show you the alternate realities in which we live. And back to what you said before, the brainwashing, whether it's religion or governmental or ideological, uh, a human being has to stop and say, why do I feel the way I feel? And why do I think the things I think? And uh, it's, uh, it, it really is a, an, exercise in, an exercise in self-reflection. All right, space exploration at 10, climate change at 9, education at 8. Uh, number seven, race relations and immigration tied at seven. COVID-19 tied with psychology at six. At number five, we have a tie between two tremendously related topics. They may as well be the same, big tech and social media. At number four, uh, partisan politics, the 2022 and 2024 elections, which are both happening simultaneously, and the January 6th committee and its um, ongoing investigation. And number three, the Brooklyn subway shooting tied with crime and the debate over gun control always comes back when we have an event like that. Mm-hmm. And number two, the economy. Number one, the aforementioned Russia-Ukraine war, and that's tied with U.S. foreign policy, which obviously has gone through a bit of an alteration due to this war. The People Survey, Mitch McConnell at 10, Ron DeSantis at 9, uh, Jen Psaki at 8, Elon Musk. What a character. He comes from another planet, you know. At number seven... <laughs> Hunter Biden and Rudy Mitch Giuliani. McConnell came from another planet. I didn't know that Elon Musk did too. Wow. Oh yeah, Elon. That's why he has SpaceX. He wants to go home. Right. He actually, like I think he said ET. he wants to die on Mars. I mean, you know did something? He say that? Really? Yeah, I, that's what I heard. I don't know. I didn't right. read it directly, but I, I heard it somewhere. It's possible. But um, I'll tell you one thing: he's a strange dude, isn't he? Well, is that what happens? I mean, think about how smart this guy is. He created PayPal. And what does it take to come up with something like that? Like, look at you know, some of these others. Bill Gates, uh, Zuckerberg, although he didn't create it. He stole it from the twins. But mm. these guys are strange. Look at Apple's uh, Steve Jobs. These are weird, weird, Were they weird, weird to begin with? Were they weird to begin with? Or were they a combination of brains, guts, and luck? who became weirder as a result of their wealth and power. What do you Does think? money make you weird? can. Uh, yes, it can. It can change you, that's for sure. Right. I, I know a lot of people have a lot of money. You do, too. Has it changed them? Some people, yes. Some people, no. That's uh, it exactly depends. it. Yeah. Every right? individual is a mystery unto themselves. Yeah. At number five, we have Frank James. Number four, Donald Trump, with whom I spent a little time this week. Uh, and number three, Vladimir Zelensky. Number two, Vladimir Putin. And number one, poor old Joe Biden. <laughs> he's the president and resident. Boy, is he getting, he's, this poor guy is getting ripped. Side. Yeah, well, on on every doing, front. He's not doing a great job, but he doesn't deserve as much starts. The, the people who want to control it just is, how is it possible to get, we get guys like Biden and Trump, frankly, because we don't support, nor do we really seem to embrace the people who really would be good leaders for whatever the reason. Maybe it's because they are good leaders and it would slow down the news cycle if we had really apt people who are able to run things properly and there wasn't a whole lot of hoopla. What would the news media do? They'd rather have somebody like Trump uh, or Biden because there's a big lots of hoopla surrounding them that's my favorite word today i just sent you an email with hoopla it'll be made very it'll be very interesting if um in the 2024 election it's neither biden nor trump yeah maybe that'll be a nice fresh restart for the country i see no i I see no way 
although Trump's talking to potential, and maybe you found this out this week, we'll talk about your visit with him, uh, no way that Trump, uh, he's talking to people. I mean, there's even a rumor floating around that he's already trying to uh, get a vice presidential candidate, and one of the people he talked to was Larry Elder. Uh, did, am I telling that tale out of school, or did he tell you that? Because you're uh, No, as a matter of fact, frankly, this is the first I've heard of it. That's amazing. Really? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. Breaking news to me. Yep. All right, well, <laughs> we, we'll have, have some more breaking news before this program Larry. is over. <laughs> yeah, Larry's okay, in my book anyway. All right, 18 after the hour of this Talk Radio Countdown Show. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. All right, 23 after the hour now. This is the Talk Radio Countdown Show. I'm Doug Steffen with my friend Michael Harrison. I can say that, and I know that it's meaningful when I say that because we are friends. How do you continue to do something like this with as much aplomb as we have and sound like we're having a good time, which we are, if we didn't know each other well and know that we didn't have to step on eggshells? That's always the way I tell friendship. If I don't have to step on eggshells, then and there are <laughs> well, <laughs> there are very especially, few people especially in this, in this day business. and age of people yeah, being offended right. by everything. Yeah. Oh my God, everything is a problem. Anyway, Michael's the editor and publisher of Talkers Magazine. You may have heard him mention earlier. Uh, if you didn't, you can get the uh, download of the podcast of the Countdown Show at uh, TalkRadioCountdownShow.com. The uh, discussion about being in Florida and meeting with Donald Trump. So you want to. Share what you can yeah, share that wasn't confidential. Engage in a, I engaged in a nice discussion. Twelve people from um, media, business, religion, and politics uh, mm. round table and uh, mm-hmm. discussing the issues of the day at Mar-a-Lago. And Donald Trump joined us. Uh, he wasn't there the whole time. Right. Um, and it, it was a nice. It was a nice experience. Um, I've I've met him um, before um, mm-hmm. at. You know, at his places, I, I met right. him at uh, his golf club down in West Palm, and and this happened just the other day, and um, it's very interesting watching Trump up close. You know, he's he's obviously taken a bit of a retreat, uh, living and working at Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he doesn't have that god awful orange makeup on, and he's not you have wearing a cap a on. Uh, yeah, he didn't have the cap on. He didn't have he the didn't. MAGA cap down over his face and the attitude, mm-hmm. you know, and the, 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 that you see at the rallies. But he's just relaxed, uh, open, open collar, nice jacket, um, his natural complexion, uh, and and his relaxed attitude. He seemed really happy, but it's bizarre because. Why do you want to be president and be unhappy when you can be happy, count your money, keep business right, right. going, and have a good but, life? Yeah, but what's right. really strange about Trump, and this was, it was, it was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks, is this guy is living in a hotel restaurant, mm-hmm. and he's the major <laughs> day. He's and, and he was dis, he I DJs. I told you. Yeah, I told he you. He DJs what I, every night. He plays yeah. for about an hour of songs that he likes. Elvis Presley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> When I was there, I told you, I don't know, some months ago, that a friend of mine who belongs to Mar-a-Lago invited me to join her for lunch there. And we were eating lunch, and he comes out, and he wants to know how my crab salad is. Right. That was his, He's the like, it's like the, 
But is, is, yeah, is that the funny, strange, this, really funny? This guy was president of the United States just yesterday. Yeah, one of the most controversial guys in the history of our planet. Right. And he and, wants to know and, how my crab salad is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a phenomenon of sociology. It, it is. It's psychology. Yeah, and, right. and it's just weird. All right. And, so I want to know whether he, did he tip his hand as to, he had you, they were all, you were all there for a reason. Uh, so as, even if he wasn't in the meeting the whole way, he had to have known why everybody was there or been the host of it. So what do you get? Is he running? Uh, what's he oh, doing? Oh, no. no I, all I got is that he's happy and he's schmoozy. They, yeah. they, there was very little political discussion when he, he was at there. the table. Yeah. He, he, there was a lot of joking around and fooling around. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he's, he's a funny guy. It's interesting because he doesn't seem to have a, fence, a, a sense of humor at all. Right. I mean, you know, uh, right. Uh, it all depends uh, on the angle. It yeah. all depends on the angle that you approach He never him. even showed that he had a sense of humor when he was the host of The Apprentice, really. I don't think he did. Did you? He just sat in the I corner. I don't think he was supposed yeah, to in that. Oh, I think yeah, he was okay. supposed to be a frightening figure. Yeah, well, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a frightening figure as president, too. Well, he and, got fired. No, that's right. He did get fired from being I'm the president. I'm not fired. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so that's uh, Michael's trip to see Trump. It's uh, 28 past the hour in this week's talk radio countdown show. Thirty-four. After the hour, now we're showing our strength, our unity together. Michael Harrison and Doug Steffen on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Michael's the editor and publisher of Talkers Magazine, and beside the hoopla of going to visit Trump, and the hoopla of the war, and the hoopla of other things going on, Michael this week through Talkers published the annual 100 Heaviest Hitters in the Talk Radio World, and so if people go to Talk. Uh, to talkers.com, you can see that list. And uh, there is, I suppose, a comment or two that's necessary uh, from your perspective as to who's on the list. There are not a lot of surprises on the list, but uh, what in making this list out, it's always you're uh, either a hero or a rat when you do something like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pleasure and pain. Yes, right, exactly. Uh, thank yous and... <laughs> I can't say the word, but it starts no, with an F use. Right. Yes, right. And um, <laughs> that's the story of my life. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's all we have to say. No, well, that's yeah. a good and interesting list. Yeah? Well, yeah. it's an interesting business, isn't it? It is. And of yeah, course, you know, is. lists like that are, are partially, certainly there's a certain accuracy to them based upon our credibility. We've been doing it for well over, you know, three decades now. Mm-hmm. But um, there are also uh, lists like that that have subjective elements uh, determining the order um, and the inclusion. Uh, they're also a beauty contest uh, to a certain extent. That's why I, I, I encourage people, although in vain mostly, but I encourage people to take these type of things, you know, for what they're worth. 
<laughs> if you're number one, it's worth a lot. <laughs> you're number it's one, my, maybe not so much. It's my consolation speech. Yeah. You know, hey, right. don't yeah. worry about it. It's not mm -hmm. important. You know, nobody right. cares. But people do care. Well, I've 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 had um, I've had a number of uh, times over the year where I've been invited on radio shows by disgruntled hosts to attack me. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know uh, that. Did you tell me that before? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, to really? attack me for, for for not being on the list or whatever. And they always say, you know. Michael Harrison is with us. He's the publisher of this rag that nobody reads and nobody Great. cares about. Right. And uh, so you know, how come we were you're on the list? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like this week the announcement was made, uh, and it doesn't have anything to do really with the Talk Radio Countdown show, but because uh, the mainstay of uh, my broadcast existence over, uh, well, I'm in my 57th year of being a broadcaster, and the 30, 35th year in October of the morning syndicated program. Yeah, that's why I've always looked up to you as an elder statesman and a, and a big brother. No, what you've said to me is more, what I more maintain out of what you have said to me over the years is not that. What I maintain or what I hold on to is that you tell me I'm going to be the last man standing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you that's are. You're, that's you're what have stays the of being the last guy standing in a field and people are going to say, what's radio? Well, yeah, I'm the number right. one person in radio. You're the mm -hmm. only person. Maybe in radio. the only person left in radio. <laughs> <laughs> Would you still count me in the countdown? We'll have the non-radio oh, talk. It'll be the countdown of one. Now, yeah, here's the yeah. heavy the heavy one, yeah, Doug right. Steffen. Number one. Make it to number one. No. All right, anyway. But, so, but I do want to say one thing, and, I, and seriously, folks listening to this, what Doug has accomplished in terms of longevity is remarkable. He continues to do that. He's at the top of his game. And um, longevity in a business like radio, or anything today that has to do with um, show business and communications, it's a remarkable thing because people have, the, we, we all collectively have the attention span of a gnat. Mm. And uh, to be able to keep it going this long is a remarkable accomplishment. I think uh, that I would say this about my, the, the only other brethren that I, and it's not that I don't regard some of my brethren, most of them I do, but I, I really, uh, one of the people that I actually love in this business beside you is Bohannon. Mm. And the fact that he's been around he and I, <laughs> we, Both we've seen a lot of water go under the dam over the years and uh, still kept the home fires burning brightly. So that's in a, in a, in a way that's uh, a lot of reward in and of itself. Uh, so now speaking of rewards, a little more inside baseball, but I think this is something you've reflected on in Talkers this week. And I say it because I'm proud I didn't win the award, uh, but the program for the first time ever has won an award, a Gracie, uh, which is the Academy Award of Women in Broadcasting. Basically, I did not know what a big deal it was until I got myself on the list with the three ladies, and they won a Gracie. And I, you know, I, I kind of paid attention to it a little, but I didn't pay much attention to it because we never were a part of it. Uh, so, uh, because Jennifer Horn and Victoria Keelan and Jay Kirshner have actually won in a very uh, distinguished category uh, this year, the Gracies. There's a, a, a big, it's kind of like the Oscars, red carpet and a big formal dinner at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel uh, in, uh, in Los Angeles, uh, television coverage. It's just kind of a big deal. 
And you pointed it out in Talkers, and I appreciate that as well, because mm-hmm. it is something that I'm proud of, because these girls are great. I want to mention something interesting. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. There's a 50-50 chance you know the answer, or you don't. Um, do you know what Gracie stands for? In yes, terms Grace of Allen. Grace, Gracie Allen. Grace, yeah. yeah, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Yep, Gracie Allen, the name of the award yep. after Gracie Allen. Yep. who um, so often is overshadowed by um, her contemporary um, on television comedy, Lucille Ball. Mm. But Lucille Ball had respect for Gracie Allen. Gracie Allen was one of the greatest female pioneers in, in well, modern media. She and, was uh, one of the smartest, tremendous. given that time. You know, she goes, that, that whole era of people who understood the business from top to bottom, mm-hmm. <clears throat> certainly she was. She was more of a leader uh, but she was whatever I don't want to I put in quotes smart enough uh, to put George uh, Burns out front. Uh, but she was really like Lucy was was the brains of the outfit. Well, and well, not, not, not to a- take anything away from Desi Arnaz, but interestingly, no, Desi Arnaz could not make it without Lucy. Right. George Burns made it for for decades without Gracie. So they they were a remarkable couple. Pub- um, publicly, but behind the scenes. That's what I was... Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't make that clear. Behind the scenes. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah, right. You know, one thing interesting about Gracie Allen, you know, she had that ditzy yeah. persona. Right. She, she, yep. her, her shtick was that she's stupid in a way yeah. that was hilarious. No, 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 no. But she wasn't <laughs> stupid. But here's, no. here's the interesting thing about, about Gracie Allen. She never, ever took the mask off publicly. Mm-hmm. Publicly. Even if it wasn't, right. you know, performing, if she was uh, being interviewed or she was making an appearance someplace with George, she always played the part of the ditzy woman. And um, she never let anybody see who she really is, which made her act even more effective. Whereas uh, Lucy um, was a very different person um, off stage. Yes. You know, or she was on a panel show or a game show, or whatever. Very different than that character in I Love Lucy. Well, you know, it just goes to show you. Uh, a lot of, uh, there's lots of energy that makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's nice to be able to tout the people who are good at what they do, no matter what era we're talking about, back then or mm-hmm. today. Uh, still, is a real challenge. I don't think, you know, most people think of, of people who are actors versus stars. Acting is a very tough job a tough gig the people who are at even if they're extraordinarily well known i was thinking the other day on the the djv program i was uh, talking about um um uh, dylan mcdermott uh who was an accomplished character actor if you don't recognize his name you wouldn't you'd recognize him when you saw him for sure so this last couple of seasons he's played an horrific bad guy on the new Law and Order series, where uh, Chris, uh, uh, um, what's his face, comes back, uh, Maloney, Chris Maloney comes back, uh, has his own show, and uh, so Dylan McDermott has been a very bad bad guy. I mean, oh really? I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen oh, the new God. Law and Order. Awful um, bad guy. I mean, uh, it's a good I, show. I, actually, I understand Cameron Manheim, who who used to be. Uh, she's in Fratt. the real in the new. She's in the new old original Law and Order. Along, they, they tried to get uh, Green back to be with Anthony Anderson. Anderson could come back, but Green's schedule wouldn't let him come back. Uh, uh-huh. So he wasn't able to do it. See, finally, he just got out of his old contract with the CW show that he's in, 
And now he's going to do a new show for CBS. Anyway, the point I'm making about Dylan McDermott is that he ended his run uh, earlier in the season as I and I found out why <laughs> they he he wanted when the guy who was the new FBI show, another Dick Wolf show, you know, they have they, Dick Wolf has three nights of television that he controls two different networks on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday night. He has all three shows on the FBI, the CBS FBI shows on Tuesday, the Chicago shows on Wednesday, and the Law and Order shows on Thursday. And so, uh, what he's done is create this ambiance. So when he, the guy who was the lead on one of the FBI shows, left, McDermott wanted it. So they took him out of the role as a bad guy, and they put him the next week as the good guy running this FBI office. <laughs> I just wow. found it fascinating that they could create, you know, that's what it was all about, creating. 45 past the hour. All right, let's get to the uh, interview, the MH interview this week. The aforementioned Jimbo Hannon has uh, shown up to be interviewed. So what does he have to say? Well, he, we talk about his perspective on war and militarism because he was a Vietnam veteran and he's been covering yep. wars on his shows for years. Yep. And uh, we talk about changes in media, the past, present, and future of radio. The guy's been on the radio for over 60 years and mm -hmm. he's still at the top of his game. So um, I find him fascinating. Next week, we have Bill O'Reilly on the uh, podcast. So it's uh, it's two heavy hitters. Bing, bang. Can he leave his ego at the door or is that... Yeah, I, I get along well with O'Reilly. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. An interesting character. Oh, yeah. uh, but make no mistake, when he walks into a room, he wants you to know he's there. Oh, yeah. And that's not all bad when you're doing what he does for a living. Exactly. Uh, frankly. Yeah, he is. A, and by the way, he's a big guy. Yes, uh, he for is. For those who don't know, big guy. All right, it's 50 minutes after the hour, 10 before the hour. Michael Harrison on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. The Talk Radio Countdown. 53 past the hour on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Stephen J.J. Wiseman not with us this week, but I do have something that because we're so affected by the costs of food and we're seeing the economy as a big part, as number two this week on the story list from Talkers Magazine, I have found through research the 10 most expensive foods to eat right now. I'm talking about normal foods. I'm not talking about caviar and all of that. I'm talking about a list of the things that you would buy almost any day from a farmer uh, or from the grocery store, the food store, whatever it is, because this the grocery thing at the moment uh, it's, is not normal by any stretch of the imagination. We kind of were in and out because of the pandemic. But if you've gone to the checkout counter this week, it doesn't feel good because of the skyrocketing grocery prices, mostly due now. It was the pandemic before, and now it's the problems caused by Ukraine, the war over there. And you ain't seen nothing yet. So if you're wondering how expensive and you're going to go shopping this weekend for your Easter food, I'm going to give you the list of the top 10. And I think I'll start at the top instead of at the bottom. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know, you can take this. Uh, with a grain of salt or a grain of rice. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Number one uh, most expensive, uh, according to a supermarket survey this week, the prices have gone up more on rice than anything else. So if you're planning on buying rice uh, for uh, your events 
this weekend or looking ahead. I love rice, frankly. I, I, I fix it for my dog. I fix it for me, put it in soups, put it in all kinds of things. Uh, I, I quite frankly like it because it has no gluten in it, and it's a good starch if you like that. Price per pound up 7% this month over where it was last year. All right, that's the price of rice. Number two, <laughs> be prepared to pay more for chocolate because chocolate is up 11% from this time a year ago. So chocolate chip cookies are hitting their peak. Uh, not a surprise because obviously the cost of uh, the uh, chocolate is what's making it go up, up, up. And sweets, generally speaking, are getting uh, more expensive. So know that as you're shopping. Number three on the list is steak. Sirloin steak, one of the uh, cookout stables as we get into the good weather right now. The price is going up. I see some steaks up 20%. It depends on the cut. Anywhere from 6 to 20% more for certain steaks at this time of year compared to last year. Number four on the list of expensive, I suppose, this, you know, do you eat it or don't eat it? Bacon. And you can blame this on the Chinese because they bought uh, Smithfield, which is the number one pork producer in the world, and they're screwing around with the prices plus the quality of the pork, including bacon. Price of bacon, uh, which is the third most consumed type of animal product, and don't you think the Chinese didn't know that, increased 13% across the board since this time last year. How about that? 13%. Same thing can be said for ham, which is also on the list at number five, especially this time of year, because of the uh, interest that people have in ham for Easter, up 18%. 18%. Ham is the highest price uh, that it has seen in years and years and years. Milk, number six on the list. Uh, the amount, uh, somebody said to me, how about you put it this way? The amount of moolah, pardon the pun, that you have to spend to buy a, a quart of milk is way up 9% uh, more than last year at this time. And that's also uh, government mandates and the big agribusiness is screwing the small family farmer. That's really the result of that. Number seven on the list, oranges. Difficult problem because of some bacteriological diseases. Uh, the greening disease has been a problem for Florida oranges. Uh, California oranges are much better, but because there's a shortage, 9% more this year than it was last year at this time. Same for strawberries, except currently the cost of strawberries is 21% more than it was last year at this time. Wow. Coffee, coffee drinkers, because of what's going on in the world, uh, prices up as much as 22%, depending on whether you buy it to make it yourself or you buy it at some place like uh, Starbucks. Number 10, this is surprising, but it's grain-based. The most, uh, 10th most expensive food on this list is spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti and the grains that support it. Uh, spaghetti's up 6% over this same time last year. Uh, so I love spaghetti, but I can't eat it unless it's gluten-free, and maybe some of you got the same problem. Uh, but the grains are short, so you can expect to pay a lot more for things like spaghetti. That's the list of the most expensive foods at the moment, according to a number of agricultural economists. I'm Doug Steffen here on the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Talk Radio Countdown. The Talk Radio Countdown Show is a production of Stefan Multimedia, produced by Bob K. Sound and Recording.